listening to the consultants. We've just been in the BBC newsroom. What a lovely collection of people. Although Gavin Esler wears rather strong perfume. That nice Moira Stewart had bought us all peanuts. Natasha Kaplinsky made some lovely jam tarts. It was all going well, but everyone left when Jeremy Paxman started lighting his farts. You are listening to the consultants. We're glad to be back here in the studio. Thank heavens we didn't stay longer. Because George Alagaya knows judo. Hello, hardware. Hello, I've had a section of wall replastered and I need to match the paint, uh, but I can't remember the name of it. It's, um, it's a sort of beigey brown colour. Saharan Haze? No, it wasn't that. Hessian Dream? No. Tuscan Wallet? No. Walnut Blush? No. Conquer Cloth? No. Oatmeal Vista? No. Suede Rumour? No. Mocha Waft? No. Cinnamon Blister? No. Auburn Puff? No. Copper fondue? No. Indian biscuit? No. Liquid mutton? No. Coffee rumble? No. Cocoa breeze? No. Calico murmur? No. Mahogany smudge? No. Saddle flush? No. Antique casserole? No. Chocolate wash? No. Rusty nugget? No. Branson honk? No. Clay pudding? No. Nut gust? No. Fudge burger? No. Nappy gas? No. Dirty protest. That's the one, yeah. <laughs> right. Time for a bedtime story. Just let Daddy pour himself a nightcap and we'll begin. <laughs> Okay, Daddy. Right. And now then, Stuart. Stephen. Yes, of course, Stephen. <laughs> Stuart's your, your brother, isn't he? No. Good. Now, uh, now what, what, what story would you like? Goldilocks. Goldilocks. That, uh, Dick Francis one? No, it's, it's where she goes to the bear's house. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's another one. Right, yes, right, good. Goldilocks. Hmm. <laughs> Once upon a time, there was a young girl called uh, Goldilocks. Uh, lovely long brown hair. And she was having a walk in the forest when she came upon a house with no door lock on it, so she went in. Now, I'm not countenancing this type of behaviour, Simon. It is, of course, illegal, but this is just a story. So she went in a house which was made of marzipan with gingerbread doors and a peppermint knocker. No, it wasn't. It was normal. And in the, in the kitchen, there were three bowls of porridge. So Goldilocks tried the first bowl of porridge, it was too, uh, uh hmm. You, uh, you're following this, Simon? Yes, Daddy. Good, good. Where was I? Porridge. Yep. Norman Stanley Fletcher. No. The, uh, no, yes, no, sorry. She tried this porridge. It was fine. So she went upstairs to see her grandmother, who was lying in bed. And she said, what big eyes you have, grandmother. And the grandmother said, I will huff and I will puff. I will blow the house down. This was, this was rather a responsible thought. And uh, this startled little Red Robin Hood, who <laughs> stole from the poor to give to the fridge. Daddy, what about the bears? Yeah, I'm coming to the bears, don't worry. <laughs> um, I'm using a, a, a split narrative structure. <laughs> like, like, like a casualty. Yes, the bears. The bears eventually came back to the house and they said, 
Fee-fi-tho-fum. I smell burnt Englishman. And they said, who put porridge in my bed? The <laughs> grandmother had by this time dressed up as a wolf. Chased them down the beanstalk. What about Goldilocks? I'm coming to her. Golden brown. Takes her like sun. Uh, she's uh, knocked in the tower by evil queen for falling asleep on a spinning wheel with a pee under it. What big feet you have, says her porridge, and she wakes up and thinks, I'd better escape. Let down your hair, cried the prince woodcutter, who was waiting out from out the window to escape. Not by the hair on my chinny chin chin, she said. She was a su surprisingly hairy girl. And then she jumped out. So, these bears, they lit a fire made out of three pigs. So, the wolf couldn't get into the castle and... Uh, let's recap. <laughs> Goldiehorn and Prince are hiding in a pig. And their grandmother says, No one there on the wall. Who means sleeping in my bed? <laughs> sleeping as... Well, sleeping. And they're all in... Healthy... <laughs> Good night, Daddy. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Here they are, the headline act for this evening. They won the Search for the Star Talent Show at Minehead's Blue Sand Caravan Park in 1984, and they've been runners-up in 1991 and 1997. So, these boys certainly know how to crack your funny bone. Put your hands together for... Bangers and mash! <laughs> he's bangers and he's mash. He's funny and he's flash. Sing a song, have a chuckle. Sometimes near the knuckle. I went to college so I'm not thick. And I stayed at home and fiddled with me. Day! <laughs> One time, all together, pick a lily. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, you've had your fun. Now it's time for me to sing my serious song. Tonight I will be singing for you, Angels, by Mr. Robin Williams. <laughs> I sit and wait. <laughs> what are you doing, Dave Bangers? Sorry, Dave Mash, that was the noise of my new WAP phone. I'll whap you in a minute and try to sing me song. Honestly, ladies and gentlemen, modern technology, eh? <laughs> I sit and wait. What is it now, Dave Bangers? Sorry, Dave, mash it my new DVD. What does that stand for? Dave's very daft. <laughs> I'm trying to sing me song. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I sit and wait. What is it now, Dave Bangers? Sorry, Dave, mash. It's my new digital watch. Watch it, because I don't dig at all what you're doing to the <laughs> I'm trying to sing me song. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I sit and wait. What is it now, Dave Bangers? Oh, sorry, Dave, mash. It's my new camcorder. 
Well, accord me some calm. I'm trying to sing me song. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I sit and wait. What is it now, Dave Bangers? Sorry, Dave. Mash it me new walkie-talkie. Well, you won't be walking or talking after I've shattered your spine. Trying to sing me song. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I sit and wait. What is it now, Dave Bangers? Sorry, Dave Mash, it's my new electric whisk. <laughs> and I took a whisk when I electrid to work with you. I'm trying to sing me song. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I sit and wait. What is it now, Dave Bangers? I've got this terrible pain in, in, me, in me chest. Well, just wait a minute. I'm not paying you tonight. Don't go off script now, Dave. We're slaying him. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I'm trying to... What is it now, Dave Bangers? Your timing's well off. I think it's me heart. Well, heart at you with your medical claims. Don't make me do impro, Dave. You know I don't do impro. Mate, I'm a doctor. I think he needs help. Oopsie doodah, this is not an interactive show. I, I really do. Stay where you are, sunshine. It's a double act and we're not recruiting. <laughs> Dave, help me. Come on, Dave. C cut to the end. Microwave oven. Honestly, I'm. And I'm trying to sing me song. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I sit and wait. Does an angel? I sit and wait. Does... Dave? What is it now, Dave Bangers? <laughs> the microwave oven? Dinner's ready. Brilliant. We... I've been bangers and mash. And... And you've been... And you've been brilliant. My hands are big. My hands are powerful. Knuckles and nails are strong and true And as I see their calloused palms I wonder what my hands can do They can break and they can twist And they can snap and crush and slap But things of beauty can be done With these four fingers and a thumb for a hand, it can build bridges, build cathedrals and build walls The Eiffel Tower, Arc de Triomphe, the Taj Mahal, our own St. Paul's For such thick brick beauty buildings to our digits we give thanks But all I really do with my right hand <laughs> is sit at home and when Michelangelo da Vinci wished to show us what they saw They used their hands to wield their brushes, used their hands to paint and draw When Botticelli had a notion to express the birth of Venus It was his hands he used, but mine they mostly fiddle with mine 
pain is all around us. The shocks that flesh are heir to and healing hands can soothe the brow, can cure, can comfort, bring repair to those who ail. Let us praise the hands of Surgeon of Red Cross. But I mostly use my own hands when it's time to have a to so many hands have brought relief, bought art and life and joy But there is one thing left my hands can do my pride as man and boy At this I am a master, my masterpiece I must create So sit and look upon my hands as I begin to master the guitar <laughs> Lovely service day, bangers. I brought your hat. I had to put it in the coffin, but it wouldn't fit without snapping the feather. And you wouldn't have liked that. It was a good turnout for your last big show. So many old faces from the glory days of 84, but, but that's it. No more bangers and mash. I shall miss you, Dave Bangers. Can you hear me, Dave Mash? Dave? Can you hear me, Dave Marsh? Dave, is that you? Look behind you. Oh, oh Dave. Have a doozy. Oh, chalk and cheese, it's you fellas. <laughs> I thought for a minute it would Dave Bangers come back from the dead. No, oh, sorry, Dave Marsh. It was just Dave Cheese doing his spooky ghoulie voice. <laughs> Hiya, Dave Cheese. Hiya, Dave Marsh. Uh, sorry we didn't make it for the service. We had a gig at an old folks' home and then Dave Cheese here got his braces caught round the hand dryer. Oh, I was trying to dry myself off down below. All right. Oh, no, don't, don't get me wrong. I want a Tom Tittle. It was one of the old biddies. I sat on my lap for the sing-song. Whoop-de-doo, spills a lambrusco all over my articles. Dave, cheese, please. This is a place of God. Oh, don't worry about it. Dave Bangers would have been glad that you'd come along to show your respects. How'd he die? How'd he do? <laughs> no, how did he die? How did he do die? No. No, how, how did he die? Oh. All right. Um, it were his art, Dave Chalk. We were doing the modern technology routine. Uh, we were nearly halfway through and he just dropped like a stone, <laughs> boinger in his hand. Ah, that's a shame. That's a cracking routine, that. So topical. <laughs> hey, did he leave you any money? Dave, cheese. What? In the will? No, he'll have left most of it to charity. Kids, dogs and that. You, you know what he was like? Yeah. He always had such a great big heart. Hey, must have made a heck of a bang when it burst. Dave, cheese! <laughs> what? what did I say? I don't know what I'm going to do, Dave Chalk. We had a string of gigs lined up. Did you? Oh, yeah. All good theatres, too. Well, actually, Dave Mash, there's something I wanted to talk to you about. <laughs> oh, Dave, look. <laughs> look, a raven. <laughs> hey, talking of birds, the other night I went out with this girl. You should have seen the size of her. <laughs> Dave, cheese, please. It's neither the time nor the place for the blue material. Oh. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, Dave Chalk. Yeah, as I was saying, Dave Mash, a few years ago, I made a solemn promise to Dave Bangers that if anything happened to oh, him... Oh, Dave, look, that raven done a poo on a gravestone. David Cheese! Well, come on, that's not blue, that's observational. Enough! <laughs> I promised that if anything happened to him, we'd look after you. How do you mean? Take you on. Really? Yeah, think about it. Chalk and cheese and mash. <laughs> the world's first three-man double act. It can't fail. Yeah, yeah, we ain't got no more gigs for October. Dave, we're not mentioning that. 
chalk, cheese, and mash. It's brilliant. In fact, it's... It's Abba Dabba Doozy! Abba Dabba Doozy! <laughs> He's going to fit right on in. Oh, come on. Let's go up the wake and have a drink. I imagine you'll be having an Abba Dabba Double Whiskey. <laughs> no. I'm on the 12-step again. I'll just have a cider. Oh. <laughs> Excuse me! Excuse me! Excuse me! Do you do staples? No. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you want to see the you want to see the tiny blacksmith in the back room. Oh, all right, thanks. Excuse me! Do you do staples? Great. About 200. Right, that's quite a big order. That'll take about a month. Uh, you see, I need them today, really. Well, well, I'm, I'm sure I can get them done a bit quicker. How much do they cost? Two pound. Okay. Each. 400 for the old lot. Well, that's much more than I was planning to pay. Ah, I... well, well, uh, you won't get that sort of quality at a stationer's. I mean, look at that. Beautiful and crafted. There's a lot of love gone into that. My family made staples for Chaucer. Well, yes. <laughs> that is beautiful with the two bends in it. But I, I just need to fix some receipts together. Oh, well, like we can do a lot more than just staples, you know. They, they could be tiny hurdles for the Goblin Olympics. <laughs> ports for an elfin palace. Horseshoes for a mouse's horse? Um, yeah. Please, please, I, I really need the work. Okay, okay, I'll take them. Brilliant. I'll, I'll have them ready for you in a couple of hours. Great. Matty, here's a quid. Pop down Ryman's and get me 200 staples, will you? Down the cobbles of Chauncey Street, through Elijah Wood and beside the Graham Garden, <laughs> there is an unmarked door. <laughs> and if one quotes the correct password... I done a poo in the shape of a dagger. <laughs> one gains entry to the elite and highly secretive Grumbles Club, to which only the finest gentlemen are admitted. Sam Vanity, anything in the papers? Well, I see Queen Victoria is offering a reward to anyone who can locate Dr. Livingston. He's gone astray in Africa. Yeah. That crafty conquistador always was the Queen's favourite, naming a waterfall after her, finding the source of the Nile. Women love that sort of gubbins. Quite. Whoever finds him will be elevated to Knight of the Realm. Rising damp. If only we had the wherewithal to get to Africa. Oh, well. At least the fruit bowl's been refilled. Would you like me to throw you some? Yes, please, Maynard. Gentlemen, come quickly! Why the ruckus, Babcock? Maynard was about to toss over some plums. <laughs> Stevenson's in the Gustav Palace, surrounded by an admiring crowd. He's showing off his steam locomotive. 
compression chamber fills with uh, the pistons, uh, the pressure inside the chamber increase. Oh, basically, I made a big kettle and stuck some wheels on it. See you, Jimmy. Oh. <laughs> bravo, bravo, Stevenson. You're a real talent. Here, here. I love Treasure Island. Thank you, gentlemen. <laughs> Allow me to introduce ourselves. I'm Barnaby Babcock, Esquire, my associates filled with vanity. Come follow me now. And Spencer Maynard the Fourth. Uh, 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 yeah. <laughs> A pleasure, gentlemen. Hootney tootney. I say, Stevenson, would your rocket be able to cope with a more irregular terrain? Oh, where's me trousers? I could modify it, add some back suspension, twin chimney exhaust, sunroof, gramophone, boombox at the rear. Yes, yes, really pimp it up. <laughs> What's your thinking, Maynard? Well, it strikes me that this machine is perfect for trawling through the jungles of Africa. Gentlemen, I say we hunt down Livingston, bring him back to the Queen, and receive our well-earned knighthoods. Heidi, hi, what a capital idea. Full steam ahead for the Congo. Ah, the jungle takes me back. Remember the time I leveled my blunderbuss at that tiger's maw and blew it to kingdom come? Yes, we got us all kicked out of the museum. Now, <laughs> how are we going to find Livingston? My father always said, follow your nose. I tried it once, ended up in Harrow behind an old man selling pegs. <laughs> I'll get me a machete and start hacking through this undergrowth. There we go. Listen, gentlemen. Knees up, Mother Brown. Savage natives performing a terrifying war chant. I don't want to end up in a cannibal's hamper. I say retreat. Never! We're men of the British Empire, so let's act like it. We'll claim the land in the Queen's name, force them to sing Jerusalem, and flog their offspring. Hush, hush, hush. Hush, you fellows. One of them seems to be singing. Maybe it's because I'm in Africa. I, I, I see you there. I see you there, fellow in the grass skirt and the blazer. Here, gentlemen, what can I do you for? Hang on. I recognise that face from the paper. Dr. Livingstone, I reckon. <laughs> Sir, you're a very lucky chap. We've come to rescue you and take you back to Queen Victoria and the glories of England. Nah, thanks, Gav. I'm staying here. I've been doing a bit of mission we work on behalf of the British Empire. I've opened a genuine English fiend pub. Bravo! Nah. What can I get you, gents? Coconut bitter, coconut gin, coconut whiskey? Do you have any Malibu? Never heard of it. <laughs> we insist that you return with us. You're our ticket to higher glory. Besides, the Queen is adamant. I'll leave it at. I'll aim the pub after her. What more does she want? Any road. I can't let down me regulars. This pub's a focus of jungle life. We got Andrew rehearsals going on in the function room. Last Christmas, we did Goosey Goosey Uganda. And this year, it's Mid-Somalia Night's Dream. <laughs> I'm staying put. What did you do, Babcock? Crunched him on the head with my coconut tankard. Oh, sterling work. Quickly, let's bundle him in the rocket and decamp to Blighty before he comes round. But how shall we get back to London? The rocket's out of steam. Fill up the tanks with coconut booze. That should get us to port. Right you are. All aboard! Dad's army! The engine's roaring like Darwin's mother! We're going too fast! Slow down, Maynard! I can't! Livingston's beverage has ignited! It is my great pleasure to announce that the Crystal Palace is 
Hansen. What is the meaning of this outrage? Your Majesty, uh, allow me to explain. <laughs> Stevenson was polishing his rocket and steaming up the grumbles, so we forced him to fiddle with his boiler so that we could use it in the bush. We rode his beauty up the Congo. Babcock then pulled out his chopper and we came across Livingston, who had adopted a missionary position by pumping nut milk down the locals' throats. <laughs> We wanted him to leave his inn, but he said it was too hard, so Babcock gave him a stiff blow and we tugged him on the choo-choo. Sadly, we had a sudden spurt and Livingston was tossed off into the jungle. We couldn't hold on to our bearings and thus we shot over and put a right messy crack in your edifice. We are not amused! Guards, arrest these vandals! Well, that's an almighty mess, locked up in the tower with no chance of a knighthood. I hope you can tickle our titterbones with one of your bon mots, vanity. Ahem. They say travel broadens the mind, but all we got was a thick ear. <laughs> Get him. Good morning, class. I'm your new form teacher. Uh, this is my name. There. Can you all say that? Well, it's actually pronounced Harris. Well, what a treat, ladies and gentlemen. Now you're going to love them. The UK's first three-man double act. Chalk, cheese and mash. Tea for two and two for tea. And me as well. That's three for tea. It's chalk and cheese. And mash for tea. Please. So won't you picture them upon me knees tea for three and three for tea just me and me and me yes him as well <laughs> anything you can do i can do better i can do anything better than you but i can do everything better than he can and he can do several things better than you so he can do anything better than you can and i can do certain things better than you we can't do anything better than this you say tomato and you say tomato and i say tomato but you say tomato tomato tobago tombola stigmata let's call the whole thing off Bananas, Bahamas, Pajamas, Lambada, Armada, Manana, McCartney, Malawi, Wasabi, the Derby, Mikaki, Sarati, Pilates, Miss Marple, some Smarties, Tom Carty, Spaghetti, Linguini, Bikini, Bermuda, Migoolies, Banana, let's, let's call the whole thing off. Let's call the whole thing off. Thing off. 
The Consultants was written and performed by Neil Edmond, Justin Edwards and James Rawlings. Additional material was written by James Eldred and music and noises came from George Cockrell, Justin Edwards and Jerry Peel. The producer was Will Saunders.